Good day to you. We are ready to read chapter 12 in the book of Acts. That's the Acts of the Apostles. We read chapter 11. We're at the end. Um, the, uh, the congregation or church at Antioch had taken a collection and sent it to Judea to um, give some relief to them at, at a time when they were going to have a famine. So um, I want to make it clear that uh, what they're doing is they took a collection. It sounds like it, they took a collection and they sent it to help the, uh, the brothers, the fellow Christians in Judea. Okay? To send relief to the brothers living in Judea. So, and they did so, um, sending it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. So they did do that. All right, so chapter 12, verse 1. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. Of course, the leaders of the Jews at this time, they were still going to be against Jesus and anybody speaking or preaching in his name. Um, notice that it said some who belong to the church, at least in my translation. Well, what church is that? Well, that's Jesus' church. That's the church that Jesus and the apostles is establishing, has established. So, it's not given any other name, you know. And that's, I just mentioned that because we're not, I know, uh, most of us know and, and don't really, you know, believe in the idea of having a denomination we should all be Christians belonging to the same church and I'm not totally you know coming against people who like if you belong to a denomination or you go to a denominational church I'm just saying that originally we're really supposed to all belong to the same body of Christ the same church <clears throat> and if we remember that then, you know, belonging to these other little clubs, you know, that people have made, that that's not so bad, that's okay. You could be a Boy Scout, or you can be a Knight of Columbus, or, you know, a Mason, as long as you're not going against the Word. Um, you can belong to all these little clubs, and even, you know, even some of these others, as long as you're not going against the Bible. So, that's why I mention that. Um, I don't see that the idea of having an organized group together is necessarily wrong. Um, you'll notice even here they had some organization and they managed to uh, get a collection together and send it to someone in need. We had just read that in chapter 11. So so just because we, you know, we have an organization doesn't necessarily by in and of itself make it wrong. But when that organization goes against the Bible and puts out things that goes, that's that's when we're that's when it's wrong. That's when you're getting off into the wrong area. So, so okay, I kind of wondered off topic. Let's let's get back on topic. So, let me just start over. This is the Book of Acts, chapter twelve. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. Again, of course, the leader of the Jew, the leaders of the Jews, the council, you know, still largely against Jesus and his disciples. This was during the days of unleavened bread. And when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, 
intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. Again, by the church, in my translation, who's the church? It's, it's, the, it's the believers in Jesus there. <clears throat> okay, so, um, verse 6. Now when Herod was about to bring him out on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. So, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, don't take this the wrong way, but it's like he struck Peter on the side. He didn't just, like, wake him up, like, tap him or shake. No, he strikes him on the side, like, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Pardon me just a moment. I'm getting a little froggy. <clears throat> trying to clear that up a little bit sorry okay so the angel <clears throat> said dress yourself and put on your sandals and he did so and he said to him wrap your cloak around you and follow me and he went out and followed him he did not know that what was going on no, let me back this up. He did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord, and they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel left him. So the angel got him out of there and got him so far down the road, and then, <coughs> pardon me, he knew he wasn't, he didn't need him at that point. So at that point, when Peter came to himself, he said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. Because they were expecting, of course, probably to put him to death. So um, so this is, this is quite an amazing miracle. I mean, there's a lot of... A lot of guards and uh, people here, and there's chains and everything, and the Lord just takes him right out of it. I mean, a very minor thing, this one door just opens, or what is it, a gate? Came to the iron gate, and it just opened for them on its own. Well, that means the power of the Lord <coughs> really caused that to happen. So when he realized this... He went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And when he knocked at the door of the gate... No, I'm sorry. Let me do this again. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. Recognizing Peter's voice, in her joy she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. So this is kind of funny, but she was, like, really excited, and we don't know. Maybe, was she a young, this is a servant girl, there's no telling. She might have been a young girl and just wasn't thinking. But she gets excited, and she just runs back and says, oh, he's at the door. Um, yeah, you, you didn't let him in? You know, I mean, my, I would be looking at her like, so go open the door. <laughs> but, you know, they, they, they 
again, you know, they knew he was under lock and key, so they weren't expecting him. They said to her, you are out of your mind, but she kept insisting that it was so, and they kept saying, it is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they opened, they saw him and were amazed. So Peter has to stand there and keep knocking. Hello, come on, let me in. It's, it's, I'm sorry, but it's silly. It strikes me as funny. Okay, that they, one, they didn't believe that he could be rescued, I guess. But, I mean, it's just kind of funny. Um, they should have, they should have been happy and they should have, you know, immediately went and opened the door, opened the door is part of what I'm thinking. But, but they didn't believe, they didn't even go to the door. And, and, you know, the way this reads, Peter just stood there and just continued to knock and try to get their attention. Okay. But motioning to them with his hand, this is Peter, to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. Obviously, he can't be seen and be known to be out and about because he's supposed to be in jail, in prison. Now, when the day came, there was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. And after Herod searched for him and did not find him, he examined the sentries and ordered that they should be put to death. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. So, you know, this was this was the old-style punishment. If you lost a prisoner or if you didn't do your job, perform your job, if they thought you were sleeping on duty, they just killed you. I mean, that's that's the way it was in the military back then. So if you were a guard or sentry, you were basically treated the same. So, and, and that's something that you want to remember for later because there's a, there's a certain jailer that uh, also, he knows they're going to kill him because he, he thinks he's lost some prisoners. So, anyway, um... So they were surprised, of course, that Peter had been just like poof, gotten out of there. <clears throat> Not that it was like poof, but I just mean that the the that the Lord, the angel of the Lord, was able to come in and basically just walk Peter out. All right, so. <clears throat> so it sounds like, and after Herod searched for him and did not find him, you know, then Peter, then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. All right, so we're continuing. Peter had gone uh, from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. Now we're continuing on with chapter 12, um, verse 20. Now Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and they came to him with one accord, and having persuaded Blastus, the king's chamberlain, they asked for peace because their country depended on the king's country for food. On an appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes, took his seat upon the throne, and delivered an oration to them. And the people were shouting, the voice of a god and not of a man. I guess he gave a great speech. He must have been very good at that. Some people are. I, uh, this is really not my forte, as you can tell, but I do what I can do. Um, anyway, immediately an angel of the Lord struck him down because he did not give God the glory, and he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. So this sounds pretty horrific, but 
the next verse but the word of God increased and multiplied so Herod did not <laughs> but the word of God did and Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had completed their service bringing with them John whose other name was Mark so so this was this was all around the same time frame this happened within a reasonable amount of time Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem back to Antioch Antioch that's where they came from after they had completed their service meaning they had brought that collection that uh, um, that help that relief to the brothers there at Jerusalem now that is how the chapter 12 ends is with the death of Herod and Barnabas and Saul returning from after they had delivered um, this relief to the brothers in Jerusalem so trying to they're trying to have a good tight time frame here um, so that we understand these events and how these things kind of happened so that's very good that's very helpful all right um like I said that is the end of chapter 12 so uh, next time of course we'll move on to chapter 13 I want to thank you for listening and I'm sorry my papers my pages are trying to get away from me um, Hope you have a wonderful day, and remember, God loves you.